This is a show about individual experience and personal identity. There may be times when folks use identifying words or phrases that don't feel right to you. That's part of what we're exploring here. Please listen with an open heart. And as always, I welcome your polite, engaged feedback. And I encourage you to continue the conversation in your own life and with your own community. Welcome to Query. Hey, Queeros, Cammie here. Incredible news, exciting news. It's making me sing a small song. Um, You know what? Our Patreon is doing so great that from Patreon, I now get to make the same amount of money that Sierra makes from Patreon because I partially started the Patreon so that I could pay Sierra not out of my pocket. And now I actually also get to make that amount of money. And I'm so jazzed. It is still like a relatively low sum of money. But I got to say, I really appreciate everybody that joins up. You can go to patreon.com slash heyqueeros and more people join all the time. And then we have these monthly meetups that are super sweet and amazing. And anyway, I appreciate you. Plus an announcement. I am starting a new thing. It's called Cammy's Book Club. Are you kidding? I'm not. Every month there'll be a featured book and I'm working with bookshop.org so that you can buy this book from your local indie bookseller. So number one, what does it do? It supports indie booksellers. Number two, I'm going to feature books by queer authors that I am really into the book. And um, we're going to do an Instagram live together. So our first one is with Casey McQuiston. Casey McQuiston has been a guest on this podcast because Casey wrote Red, White, and Royal Blue. But Casey's next book, One Last Stop, comes out in June. And that is our featured book, I keep saying R. It's, I mean, it's me. And then there's somebody who works for me. (laughs) But our first featured book is One Last Stop by Casey McQuiston. And our Instagram live with Casey will be Friday, June 4th at 12 p.m. I am so excited about this. I love to read books. I've been reading my pants off during the pandemic. And I'm so excited to have something to do with all of that energy for all of these authors. Because you know what? I love reading queer books, but it's hard to find them. And also, as somebody who wrote a book, I will say it is hard to reach an audience. So the goal of the book club is to get you, queer listeners, with a book in your hand that's got a queer character written by a queer author and also to help queer authors sell books. Anyway, I'm really excited about it. Cammie's Book Club, coming in June. Oh, finally, on to the show. Today, Deanna Reasonover a person that I know outside of this podcast, um, but who also is hilarious on this podcast. I don't know. A lot of times we're like very serious chats, but we just kind of giggled around. So I hope that you enjoy this episode. Goodbye. I've been feeling wrong, but I'm still have guests introduce themselves. Will you introduce yourself? Yes, I will. Um, please, uh, everyone, give a hand for the incredible <laughs> writer, actress, and soon-to-be director. Uh, you've seen her on NCIS. Uh, you've seen her writing on Adam Ruins Everything. Uh, she's a house member at UCB. Please give it up for the incredible Deanna Reasonover. Oh my gosh, hi! <laughs> you know what's so great is... I don't know how long I've been doing this show. Oh, like a minute. And nobody's ever actually like 
introduced yourselves. <laughs> you were actually the first person because people are usually like, yeah, hi, I'm blah, blah, blah. But you went, you said, no, I'm going to God mic it. I'm going to yeah. provide myself the entrance I deserve. I love yeah. that. I think yeah, that's, I can't, I, I don't know why I didn't <laughs> even think that that's how somebody could do that. But I, I didn't, didn't know. I don't know why I, it didn't occur to me to just be like, I'm Dion. <laughs> no, no, that this is, this is a very likable thing you just did. It's a very charming uh, choice. Um, so I guess th that's interesting also, because so the first I think you, the first thing you said was writer, right? Mm -hmm. You said that was the, that was your first uh, descriptor. Very yes. cool. And then but then you also did I hear in there soon to be director? I think I heard that in there. Yeah. You want to talk about that? that? I'm going to do it at some point. I haven't gotten around to it. Don't have a project. But one day you're I'll manifesting probably something. it. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. You're, you're you're introducing yourself into the world by saying this is this will be what I am. I love that. Yes, it's a little bit like um, the movie that I have never seen. Oh, wow. Forgot the name of the movie. What is the movie with Hugh Jackman where he is in a circus? The be the be the greatest. Hang on. The greatest showman. Got yes, it. That's Nailed it. it. That's it. That's I it. did that's a good it. job. I w you did a great job because I was like, it's like that movie, The Last Ring. Like, the absolutely. Best. I knew there's, it's like the... Ultimate, yeah, but we got yeah, we got the ultimate, greatest showman, yeah. the ultimate, but uh, yeah, like that song, This Is Me. This analogy has failed because I could not remember the name of the greatest showman. I think I'm saying the name of the song wrong, so your listeners are just going to be a little bit confused by what I was the point I was trying to make. No, I first of all, <laughs> one thing I will say, sure, is that um, a couple years ago I started running again. Mm -hmm. Now, I will say, like, it was very bad. To start like I like I so I, I was walking in Los Angeles and I walked past uh, this person, Emily, my a friend of mine um, who I knew from Chicago, who was was running. And I was I mean, I, I don't know where I, I got some some guts and willingness came over me. And I literally was like, Emily, you're running. <laughs> Can I run with you <laughs> sometime? Wow. Isn't that kind of incredible i can't that believe is. i was able to do that anyway so she was like uh sure but just so you know when i run i don't like to talk to the person i'm running with like i'm not like a, i'm not like in it for the chat and i was like why have you just described my dream like this is amazing like i want to meet up with you say nothing put our earbuds in run next to each other and leave she was like great i'm up for that too so we've been running together for a couple years now and um I say all this because the pump up songs, I like created a pump up mix. Oh, and the pump up songs that I listen to are it's personal, man. You know, like it's like it's like not a not everything works for everybody. Like, oh, no, when you're when you're trying to do something that's impossible, like when I first started, I could run a block, you know, mm -hmm. you got to really dig into like what works for you. It's not what is cool or what we think works for humanity it's what works for me wow. and one of the songs that i have run to is the song that you're talking about <laughs> this which is, is either called this is me or this is us but that might actually just be the name of that tv show i think, I think it, it is yeah. called this is me yeah. that's a great running song because okay, what you want you. in a running song is you want a slow build that then comes to sort of like an emotional crescendo so that you're experiencing it in a very like like and and uh, the people around you are confused. What has happened to this person? But it's 
you're really like, you know, this is, I don't know any of the words. This is me, you know, and then you got to put your arms out to the side. Ah, you know, like you're running across the finish line. You're just really on your second block. But that's what it's like. These are perfect faces you're making also, by the way. (laughs) Sorry that the audience at home is missing it. I have a question. Um, Yeah. Now, you described the perfect running song as sort of starting off slow and having yeah. an emotional kind of crescendo. Yeah. Do you want everyone to be like that? Or is it like in, in a mix, are you sort of looking for... That's such a great question. Yeah. No, they all have to be like that. And it, really? And it usually, yes. And it's like emotional and about like like, like other other songs. Um, the Climb by Miley Cyrus from Hannah Montana. Oh, <laughs> Uh, other songs that, that go that do uh, "Born This Way," Lady Gaga. Oh, "Born This Way" is a good one. Um, also, "Pink Friday." Wait, by Nicki wait, Minaj. But wait, that's not the actual song. What's the one where Captain America is running to it in a meme? It doesn't matter. Look, I'll share my running mix with you when we get Thank off. Thank you. Thank you. I want. Well, I'm saying this actually. I'm asking because I know we just talked about how personal it is, but part of me does want to try to build you. A small running mix. That's the thing <gasps> that I've been doing. Yes. That's Wait, the what's the I've... thing you've been doing? Building mixes or running? Which yeah, of the I build mixes for people now. It's like a small oh thing. I, it's like a small thing I started doing during quarantine because not only sometimes the person I don't care if they like it or not. Really, uh, they might be like, I've I've listened to this once and I never listened to it again. But I like it because I have a copy of it and it reminds me of that person. This is so. Sweet. So you've been doing this for your friends, yeah, and like family. Yeah, you've been been doing this for. I've been doing it for my friends. I usually, if it's somebody's birth now, people are going to listen to this and be like, "You didn't do it for my birthday." Well, a woman only has so much to give. But um, (laughs) I've been doing it for friends' birthdays because uh, you know we're adults now. Most people have or buy themselves the things that they want. I hate buying people things they don't really need. Um. So yeah, it's just like a fun little thing. This is so nice. I love how personal that is. And um, I love the idea also of like, you know, being in somebody's ears is so intimate and traveling with them. Like, that's yeah. why that's one of the reasons that like podcasting, I think, is so impactful for folks because you're like traveling with people in their day. So mm-hmm. I love this. Uh, I love this idea. I'll take a mix, please. All right. Sounds good. <laughs> yeah. I'm all like already starting to plan things out yes. I, mean, uh, I got some ideas i got some ideas yeah great have so <laughs> so you're making mixes which is so wonderful that seems like i mean are you doing it for yourself too i've never made a mix for myself actually now that i think about it, i'll put together if i actually it's not true you know what i do have i have a mix of people that i know that have made songs Mm. Um, that I've sort of built for myself that I, I listen to when I feel a little bit sad. Um, so it's got like, um, if you've seen the preview for Raya and the Last Dragon, there's a band in there called Beginners. Um, I know them. They're, they're great and I love them. Um, this friend, Emily Jackson. Um, I have some of Ashley Tisdale songs on there. Um, someone named, uh, Soren Bryce, who's great. I just kind of like to listen to, it's it's kind of comforting to hear people I know, and I'm lucky that I get to listen to people I know. That's cool. 
I don't know Lil Nas X, but he's on there too. I feel like I know him. <laughs> it's close enough. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I have a yeah. personal relationship with that person. Absolutely, um, 100%. Well, I asked that question because I'm wondering, uh, you know, what else? I mean, since you're, I'm wondering what you've been doing to stay sane. Because I feel like if you're somebody who's that intentional about making mixes for people, like, I love that. What are you doing to stay sane for you? I sort of, uh, I don't have a, I was trying to see if I have a lot of it near me, but I'm going to just start holding up hobbies that I yes, have hold up that your are hobbies. right here. Um, here's one. Uh, this is some dice. I just got some myself some new D and D dice, so I've been oh playing D and D. I don't know anything about that beyond, you know, like I started an improv, so I think I could, <laughs> I think I could do a scene. I was like, I started with enough nerds <laughs> as my fellow, as my cast <laughs> mates, that I definitely could like do a scene where it looked like maybe I was playing D and D, but I don't know anything about it. I don't know why you use dice i don't yeah. understand having a character and i know you're like going on maybe you're going on missions or like stories or something there's probably the right word but i don't know what it is do you want what how do you do it that's pretty much it i mean you have a character the dice are to determine um uh it's a prob. it's basically probability you're rolling the dice to be like can i do this thing that i want my character to do and then uh-huh. your DM, your dungeon master, uh, picks how difficult he thinks that is. Um, and if you roll above that number, you did it. If you roll below that number, you failed. That's pretty much it. Oh, That's wow. what the dice are for. Wow. And you, hey, have you been playing like remotely? Like you have a team of folks that you play with that that it's regular crew <laughs> I, no one can see your face but you look so questioning but hopeful uh it's how you say all of this about D, and it's actually really lovely i love it so much uh yeah my uh friend zach has uh been dming for us um we just all get on zoom once a week we have a set time and we uh play D um in the morning my wife she both loves it because it gives me something to do but she also sort of like sort of hates it i can t- because I sort of build my day around it. Like, she'll be oh like, hey, can yeah. we can we hang out on Saturday morning, Sunday morning, do some cleaning? I'm like, ooh, D&D. We're in the middle of an adventure. I can't. Uh, sorry, got to miss it. Um, or she'll hear me yelling about something in the other room. And <laughs> she comes and I'm like, I can't believe I failed that saving throw. Um, yeah. It's great. It's really, I highly recommend it. It's very, it's way less, there's not as much of a barrier of entry as it seems like there is because you have to talk about everything while you're doing it. So if you don't understand, just ask Uh, a question and hopefully you have a great group of people who explains it to you. Well, that's an interesting take because I have thought the barrier to entry was 100%, to be honest. I just feel like it's one of those things where it's like, I missed it. I missed it forever. Some people are like that. That is gatekeeping. That is bullshit. Truly, what it is, is you are pretending to do, (laughs) you are going on pretend adventures with your friends. You roll a dice to be like, did I do it? Nope. It's exactly, it's, it's Monopoly. It's Monopoly with dragons. Are, is this, is this leftover from like middle school and high school you? Is this, is this that you that's playing? (laughs) I talked about this uh, on my own podcast. Uh, Uh, Please, please shout it out. Didn't, didn't mention that at all in the intro. I have a podcast called Periodic Talks with uh, Gillian Jacobs, where we interview very cool people in STEM and learn uh, all about science and math and tech and engineering. We did not learn about in school. 
Um, it's great. And I just mentioned the other day that when I was in high school, I always wanted to play uh, an RPG, a role-playing game called Vampire the Masquerade. Uh, and I had no one to play it with. So I just read about it online constantly and tried to play by myself in my room. <laughs> that sounds like my early interactions with the L word. Because I was like on a college campus when the L word came out and we couldn't get Showtime or cable, like cable wasn't possible. And the internet was the nascent baby internet. So mm -hmm. I could go to a website that still exists, but is now very turfy. Um, and so I don't I go to that website one. anymore. But um, I would go to that and just like read a synopsis and then lurk in the comments, but not actually have a participatory experience. But just like, anyway, it was really uh, very it, much to read about television is a true dream. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely did the same. Absolutely did the same thing where like I, of course, I didn't grow up having cable. And so. Uh, I would read about it on the exact same website that I also do not go to anymore. Um, but the funniest thing was they would always have like one screenshot per web page from oh, the yeah. show. And it would be like, wow, it's like I'm watching it. it it's not. It's absolutely <laughs> so different. Well, <laughs> actually, I will say that was one reason that um, when Generation Q came out and I sort of gave myself this was like a problematic assignment because at this point i've had you know such a strange experience of um interacting with m queer media in that mm -hmm. when i was first coming out it was like so distant like couldn't even get the stations couldn't even watch the shows and then i would like go see something at the movie theater or early netflix when they were mailing the disc i would like secretly you know, order it using my girlfriend's account because she lived off campus or whatever, you know, like it just felt oh. so outside of my reach. And I'm like from Chicago and I'm, you know, like a jock, like nothing makes any sense to me. And then <laughs> weirdly through the way my career has evolved, I, you know, I kind of know Eileen Shaken. not we're not buddies, but I know her. Um, oh, wow. We've been out to dinner together and um, I know vaguely again it's like the person who whose show that is now Marjorie mm -hmm. Lewis Ryan like I have met that person I know many of the cast members but because those early recaps were so important to me I asked Vulture if I could recap season one because I was like that was That's such awesome. a beautiful thing in my life anyway just the only reason I'm saying this whole thing is what a terrible assignment to give myself because I didn't remember <laughs> that it also kind of involves like reviewing it and giving it a star rating. And it's like, oh, no, what have I done? Like, I like I ha I have made a mistake. Like, I think I, I think 19 year old or 21 year old Cameron, like, took on a task. Forgetting that my life has changed since that time and that I have a weird connection to the things that I used to watch from such a distance. That's so sweet, though. That's really cool. I I had this moment where I uh, I wanted to be like, and this is a weird thing to say, like, wow, you 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 know, you've you've met the people that you know you were probably hoping to meet. Um, that is very cool. Like that's a really cool arrival moment, but it doesn't mean that you've arrived. Does that make sense? I don't want to make it seem like oh you've arrived because you know these people. I'm like <laughs> you've arrived because right. you're you. <laughs> and you have a great life. 
Um, but I, I have, I have similar. I, I did, um, I did a review of a. Uh, I moderated a Black Lightning panel, um, oh, which wow, is yeah. something I always wanted to do because you know, even though that show is pretty new, it has like the kind of representation that I was hoping to have. Uh, and I realized the same thing, which is that I was like, you are sort of like, you do have to say your opinion about it very publicly in a way that I was like, oh, I don't want to do that. I just kind of want to like fan out over it. Um, yeah. It's a weird, it's a weird place to be in. But they, the cast was so nice. Like they were so kind. So that was really fun. Yeah. Um, and I'll just apologize to the audience at home about that completely unrelatable <laughs> set of no wait no no but maybe not i mean i don't know like i you know i mean i will say in on the other side of that like i don't know in meeting people how far or close they feel to me you know like i just think that's something that we navigate a lot as queer people when we feel Mm. it's what we were just talking about about little nas x like it's like when media is that personal Mm -hmm. um I do think there's like a, an extra mixing of that like line that we all ride between like, do I know these people or have I watched these people? You know, and right. I think in terms of when, you know, when there are not like, for instance, I don't have older members of my family who are queer. So, right. you know, these people are like my parents or whatever, you know, like the people <laughs> who created these shows or they're my cousins or cool aunt, you know, like it's like a mm-hmm. it's just an odd relationship i listen i think we all i think one cool thing about getting older is that you get to decide your life and sometimes you know whatever direction you go in you end up kind of going in that direction that you hope to go in as a kid and then you realize like oh this is my life this is um i've stepped into being the thing i want to be and i think a lot of people can relate to that but also for people at home just like you said, we do the same thing. I mean, I saw Sofia Vergara once and waved at her um, <laughs> as if I knew her. And, she, you know, to her credit and her grace, she like waved back. It was definitely like a hi, you don't know me. But um, <laughs> she was very kind about it. So we do that same thing with people. Back for another game. You know it. What's going on? Just one more week till Max Fun Drive. <laughs> Hard to believe. It's been a heck of a year since the last one. We're now a worker-owned co-op. We raised $50,000 for charity last year. And we've added a bunch of awesome new shows. But do you think we're ready to do it again? Absolutely. Lovely new gifts are lined up. The episodes will be amazing. And wait till everyone hears the bonus content. Yeah, plus they know to go to MaximumFun.org newsletter, so they're getting all the news. Oh, like that meetup day is on Thursday, March 21st. Then what's bothering you? Me? Oh, nothing. We're all set for Max Fun Drive to start on Monday, March 18th. I just didn't want you to see this coming. Check. What? Hang on! So I want to go back a second and talk about this. Because you said that you wanted to play this, like, vampire role-playing game. Uh, and oh, so... Must we go back? Well, I just, I'm curious about, like, so who, so this is who you were. You were, like, gaming person? (laughs) I'm laughing. It's once again that questioning hopefulness. It's very genuine, and I love it. (laughs) Um, I was, uh, I I always loved games. I still do. Um, 
And I just didn't have really anyone to play them with because my brothers and sisters, there's a huge age gap between us. And so I think I just, it was like a form of acting, but I also really wanted to be goth when I was growing up. I had a goth friend in high school and I said I was goth too, but I didn't really have many black clothes. So I was just wearing like my sister's old college t-shirts and like khakis and saying I was goth. Um, I don't know, was... for some reason, like, that's so, oh, God, the goth kids at yeah. my high school. Yeah, but have you ever seen someone in all tan being like, I'm goth? <laughs> like, that's what I was wearing. It was really ridiculous. Oh, It was awful. I would get, you know, every now and then my dad would take me to the hardware store because he needed to pick out something. And I would pick out something to wear from there. I'd be like, can I have that chain? <laughs> I was try I tried to make my own wallet chain, but I didn't have all the components, so I just literally just stuck a chain in each of my front and back back pockets, just like a oh from the hardware God. store. So rough. Yeah. So rough. It would fall out. There was it wasn't attached to anything. It was tough. <laughs> well, I mean, that's that I don't know if I think about like the goth kids and like some of whom I was at least friendly with. I was like the person in high school who's like um friends with everybody mm. uh in a way that is like probably trying really hard to earn love <laughs> oh. <laughs> like i'm friends with everybody you know right. like very involved and outspoken and i like you know the mascot of the football team and then i'm like going to my swim practice and then i'm going to decorate for the dance you know but i'm also like going to the birthday party that is thrown by the head of the recycling club. Like it was a lot. I was, I was, I was doing a lot. Um, I have to ask about this swimming. Yeah. You swam. Oh yeah. Like what event? Um, well, come on. I don't you know, know the answer to this. No, I don't. I don't know how to uh, swim. So I don't know anything. I was about breaststroker. Um, okay. This, which okay. is just I, like, thank you. To so the universe. I, I you can cut this out if you want. I actually was not trying to be a dick. I don't know how to swim. I don't know anything about swimming. Of, so I'm of sort course of you're not a dick. Of course you're not a dick. What I mean, of course you're not a dick. No, no, no. What I meant was that to me is it just has it's just really nice. Um, but no. So I actually this is I have an update on this, hmm. <laughs> which is that you know I was I was on I was on the swim team. Um, mm -hmm. I played a lot of different sports, but I was like the captain of the swim team, not because I was necessarily good at swimming, because I was like, <laughs> again, I was like very at a big personality. Yeah, and so sure. I was captain of the swim team. And also, you know, amidst all of that, like locker rooms were really stressful to me. I didn't understand, like, does everybody know that, like, why do I feel so weird in here looking at bodies, you know? Um, mm. And then I also just felt like, pretty confused about what was going on with my own bod especially from like being a little kid like high school was actually a little different but like when i was a little kid you know everything is so gendered mm, and yeah. i had experiences of like my whole childhood is just people asking me if i'm a girl or a boy that's also my whole adulthood <laughs> but like my whole childhood i think i got like a little bit of a break from that in high school because I had long hair and visible breasts. So people mm -hmm. were like, we, we will stop asking that question for five years. But, um, Oof. but there was a period, but when I was a little kid, so anyway, anything that is like in a swimsuit 
is like very stressful to me because there is sort of like I would be wearing like a little kid's, you know, girl's swimsuit and like still get that question. So I think I just felt like I felt like over like I really just felt like, why is everybody like asking me? Why is everybody looking? I felt over noticed, over noticed mm. all the time. Mm. So anyway, I say this to say that I've been doing a lot of work on my self-esteem and um, my acceptance of myself. And one thing that that has led to is lap swimming. I am going to the local Y near where I live and I'm putting on my high school swimsuit because that shit actually still fits because that shit stretches. (laughs) And then like another suit on top of that, because if you're a real swimmer, you wear two suits. Um, And I've been going and doing laps and it's been really cool. And it's been really nice to see that like growth because that's something that I would have avoided you know as an adult for a really long time that's incredible congrats thank you that's awesome thank you yeah also amazing that your suit did not get dry rot because the only swimsuit that I had which by the way I sprained my ankle uh, my my wrist trying on this swimsuit um immediately got dry rot <laughs> wait I tried to me- learn to swim so tell me more about your is swimming something when you you like pause at that and said you're like a swimmer. So is that something that is like that feels distant? That feels like D&D to you? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, <laughs> that's why I'm like, what event? Um, yeah, it's a, it's it feels like one of those things that like only Olympians do. We didn't have a swim team at my high school. So that for me feels like, oh, my gosh, were you like training to go to the Olympics? Um <laughs> I I do not know. I don't know how to swim. I'm very afraid of water. I tried to take swim lessons. Uh, first off, I tried on the swimsuit, and I'm so unathletic that I hurt myself trying on the swimsuit. Um, <laughs> and I was in a ace bandage around my wrist for three weeks. Um, and the I tried to learn to swim at the Y, and I maybe had the world's worst swim instructor. He was like 17. I was an adult at the time. And he was like, okay, put your face in the water. And I did. And he was like, no, blow some bubbles. And I did. And he was like, and that's pretty much it. That's swimming. And I was like, no. Oh, no. That's, that's not swimming. <laughs> and he was like, okay, uh, move your arms like this through the water, kind of showing me a swimming motion. And he's like, and put your face in. And I did. And he's like, and that, that's pretty much swimming. And I was like, you you have to stop saying that. If uh, I, I'm clearly okay with this. I don't know how to swim. So I never I never ended up learning how to swim, is what I'm telling you. Yeah, I mean, I think that that, well, you know, again, that's this is one of those things that's like so determined by access. You know, like mm. not, it's not like we don't, we don't, we actually have privatized most water in, the, sure. in this country. Yeah. So I think there are a lot of people who uh, don't know how to swim. I just happened to go to a high school where like, there was a college nearby and that college had a pool <laughs> and that's where we swam. We swam at the college's pool. Um, it, yeah, it's also it's not for lack of trying. My parents put me in swim lessons as a child, but uh, I have also for viewers who can't see me or don't know me. I am black. Um, <laughs> my hair was heat straightened. So the idea of like something that took at least two hours to do, like getting in water that Wait, I was scared what? of. Oh, yeah. Also, like, how how is that even supposed to work? If because heat and straightened hair, you can't get wet. Yeah, and, yeah I know. But you're trying. I mean, I'm not trying to tell you, but but how no, how are right. you supposed to be in a pool 
and take swim lessons if you can't get your hair wet. That ding, actually ding, you sounds like a nightmare. <laughs> you got it. Ding, ding. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 a real it's a real mess. It's it's sort of like being like, I'm going to wear this body paint to the pool. Yeah, uh, totally. <laughs> yeah, it was really oof. It was it was awful. Um, so I never so consequently now my hair is no longer heat straightened, but I never learned to, to swim. First of all, <laughs> I was a lifeguard. Oh, OK. And I and I will teach you and then save you as you. Mm. So we could we could trade or we can also just accept where we are and I <laughs> will swim and you will play D&D and you're uh, welcome to just stay exactly where you feel good. Y'all can't see it, but um, when Cameron was like, I was a lifeguard, I know the face because I could see myself on the Zoom. I I, I just kind of went like, mm, 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 like, you know, when you're fake considering something. <laughs> uh, that was the face that I made. And Cameron very expertly read that. I said, we're out of here. I said, let's yes. get out of here. <laughs> so let's get out. <laughs> I don't. You know, there's so I have the maid of honor. At my wedding, uh, is a swim instructor, but I don't trust myself because I'm so scared. I'm like afraid I'm gonna hurt somebody that I really like. So it has to be someone that I don't know. Well, also, like we don't have to be good at everything. <laughs> That's right. We just have to stay out of the water, which I do. I do not go. Yeah, underwater. I mean, like it's that's fine. You know, I think that's another thing is like the idea that. Uh, I don't know. I I have sometimes in my life had a lot of shame about things that I, you know, never get started on. And it's Mm -hmm. actually just like, we can also just be like, no, I'm actually good. I'm like good to not be in that. I'll give you an example. Let's talk about, I was going to say, can we talk about how you've overcome that? Well, like, for instance, I have no idea how to do makeup. Like, I literally have no idea how to do, like... I don't even think people would say do makeup. There there you go. <laughs> but like, I have no idea, but I like to wear makeup. So um, like if I'm going to be at a fancy event, I'd like to wear mm-hmm. makeup. Um, so it's very vulnerable to ask for me to ask for help um, for something. But uh, I have a person that I have known for a while in L.A. who is a makeup artist that I'm friends with. And, you know, we've developed a friendship where like, she knows how I would like my face to look if I'm going to an event or like, you know, some uh, whatever it is. Um, and so I then I then I hire her um, to yeah. do my makeup. Um, I actually I will say I saw my partner Katie do. I went with her and she did the. This is something I would never do. She did the scariest thing I've ever seen anybody do. I watched her do it. It was so wild. This is what, what happened. Is we were at the mall and she went into a Sephora uh-huh. and the person said, can I help you? Or would you like like a free makeover? And you're not going to believe what she said. What? She said, yes. What? And she no, sat in that not. little chair and they were like, we think this and this, we think that and that. And she's like, I want basically nothing, but can you like blah, blah, blah. <laughs> I, wow. I I was I had to pace I had to walk the perimeter of the store I had to leave I had to leave for a period of time go look at a fountain it was so intense a fountain wow that's very funny that's very funny 
And that is very mind-blowing, actually. Every time I do that, like, every time I accept the help that I'm given, because I'm not great at makeup either. I like, and by not great, I mean I have some basic knowledge, but as soon as I put it on, it doesn't, it doesn't look like I'm wearing makeup and not in the in not in the good way. You know what I mean? It's like, did you try? Um, and every time I sit in that little chair, every time I'm like, I guess um, it's it's such a mess. And I do that fake. Mm, 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 yes. Yes. Thank you so much. Um, considering noise. And then I leave in shame. So I'm really amazed. Was your partner happy with the makeup? Yeah, it actually looked cute. I mean, like, and she wow. bought some stuff. <laughs> wow. I mean, I don't know. Isn't that this wild? Is, that, is abs- that is absolutely wild. Yeah, makeup is, um, it's not a thing that I, it's not a thing that I learned how to do in high school, maybe partially because my friends were goth and like the goth makeup wouldn't have looked great on me. Um, what do you mean? <laughs> how does that even... I mean, the goth makeup vibes. Do you want to say anything about that? Because I feel like I'm curious about your participation in that. Listen, there's listen, there's I feel like there's two options. I feel like there's basically two options. Like you can do pale face, which obviously I'm not going to do. Or you can do like the very precision eyeliner, like very Uh smudged. And like if you don't know how to do that. It just immediately is going to look like, you know, a lie detector is on my eye. You know what I mean? It's just like up uh, tracking the stock market or something. It's a mess. You know what That's I mean? Like so I can't funny. go to school like that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so, you know, for me, actually, well, I like what you said about accepting help. I mean, I guess maybe that's why. Well, one of my biggest fears fly. First of all, bugs that fly. They're so unpredictable oh. and small. <laughs> they are. I'm not laughing because I'm laughing at you. I'm laughing because I'm like, that is very accurate. <laughs> Bugs that fly. Um, and then camping. Ugh, what are we doing? Hey, oh, really? Like, I find that to be really stressful. Yeah. Um, My wife also does not, has made it very clear. She's like, I do not camp. Are you, do you like to camp? Uh, I'm neither here nor there about it. I like to hang out with friends. So if the hanging out with friends involves camping, I'm like, I suppose. I mean, it, it does strike me as silly that I'm paying rent and then choosing to sleep in the woods. Like to me, I'm like, that's a little <laughs> that's, ridiculous. That's how I okay. feel. <laughs> that's how I feel. Um, and then the, and then one of them is also help from salespeople. Like, I think part of it is also oh, yeah. just like a, this failing of being over noticed, you know, and so just like not wanting to be seen and also like not wanting suggestions from mm-hmm. others because um, the suggestions, you know, would so often be like maybe something that felt really off base or like somebody trying to, you know, it's like that idea of like, I, you know, if I walk into a store and then somebody's like, can I help you? I'm like, where's the men's section? And then waiting for them to like, to see what their face is doing, you know? And so mm. I, so I'm, I like eyes down, do not speak to sales people. <laughs> and this is. This is a this is a lifelong issue, um, but it's and not, that, a, it's and not okay. wrong. It's your experience, so that's good. Yeah, it, yeah. And thanks to the internet for making this an easier experience of life. Can I ask something? Yeah. If you ever are in a situation where you do like, maybe not you know clothing, but it is like you know 
appliances or cars and it's sort of beyond your ability to do on your own, would you like a phrase that I've employed in the past that's been <gasps> helpful for me? Come on. You could tell them. You, I used to work on commission. I uh, absolutely accept it when people were like, I don't want help. I don't want suggestions. Um, but I've sometimes been like, I, hey, um, I pretty much know what I want. I have a few questions about this particular item, but I'm not looking for other options. Oh, wow. Wait, where did you, when did you work on commission? Where did you work? I used to work at a shoe store, actually. It was um, a shoe store in Detroit called Mr. Allen's. And anybody who's from Detroit will know exactly why I said it like that. <laughs> There's this commercial on um, that always used to run that was like, Mr. Allen's, 29 or 2 for 50. Um, which is you could get one shoe, one pair of shoes for $29 or two pairs of shoes for $50. But they were never the shoes you actually wanted. Like those <laughs> were full price. Wait, a follow-up question about this. this. So this is like a local institution. If it's got mm-hmm. local commercials that are running, is it a big yep. place? Yeah, yeah, it's pretty big. They have like multiple locations. Wow. Um, I got the job like, uh, you know, in between um, uh, in between school semesters. And it was great because people go there generally for like one type of shoe. You get really good at reading people um, and it, they, it's just a volume game. So, you know, I see this guy walking in, um, usually guys, because they wanted uh, low top white Air Force Ones. If I could guess his shoe size at the door, I could walk up to him and say, hey, what do you need? And he'd be like, "Ah, I'm looking for, he'd look for a guy. And I'd be like, "Uh, do you want low top Air Force One size 13? And he's like, yeah. I'd be like, I'll be right back. I got you. Run him up to the counter. Wow. And he's in and out in less than five minutes. That's great. I shouldn't have been, you know, so gendered in it. But at the time it was a volume game (laughs) and most men were coming in for low top white air force ones wait is it so it's did they have all kinds of shoes or is it like specifically an athletic shoe store so it's like it's like an urban shoe store so they had um they really specialized like you know in air force ones and you know they always had like the newest nike releases they also did have some dress shoes like they had you know stacy adams that's a black institution stacy adams shoes um sometimes if you have ever been to detroit you know that when somebody's wearing an outfit, one their shoes has to match their out have to match their outfit. So sometimes you can tell what people want just by coming in the door. If it's Friday evening and you see somebody's wearing like you know nice white button up, some black pants, some you know black shorts, which are barely shorts because only their ankles are showing. Um, you know, like okay, I know what kind of shoes they're going to want with that. Um, or if it's like Easter. If somebody has like an orange suit, and I mean a bright orange suit, they're gonna want the you know the orange Stacey Adams to go with them. So it, it wasn't it wasn't too hard. God, I like I don't know. I love this. I I feel like the <laughs> oh I just feel like it's like stuff that we don't even necessarily think about anymore because everything has gone so the opposite of a store that's that has that is built for a specific community that serves a specific purpose that's like a local chain you know i th- I think that is <laughs> i think that that's like as like it just like sounds like from a different time even as you're describing yeah. it just because just because like it's like such a um i mean especially in the pandemic we're just like in such a different zone in terms of like how we interact with getting the things that we need um oh yeah so I don't know. There's, it's just really cool to hear you describe this experience <laughs> that feels community oriented and not like. Uh, it anyway. was great. It's cool. No, it 
No, it was great. I loved it. A real cast of characters working there. Um, I actually got asked out on my first date. On my first, like, will you go out on a date oh with me? Oh, my God. Um, How'd that go down? But, Wait, tell me. Come on. Let's go. <laughs> so, first of all, I don't know why anybody was asking me on a date. I looked absolutely, like, wild when I worked there because I I had... um. I didn't have a, you know, a ton of money to spend on my uniform. So the the shirt they gave me was way too big. I mean, just like I was so slim and tiny at that time. And they had definitely given me a men's size medium polo shirt. So it's already. I was going to guess it was a polo. I'm really glad that, yep. that I'm so glad it was a polo. Keep going. Absolutely. Keep going. Absolutely a polo. And then I had gone to Express to get my work pants. And at the Classic. time. Yeah, but at the time, it wasn't a slim cut. Like, they were really doing those wide leg pants. <laughs> so combined with the huge men's polo, I mean, I just looked like a pair of clothes walking up to you. Like, can I help you? Um, <laughs> just absolutely swimming in fabric. And so this guy, um, I don't know why, but he was like, one day he he came up to me. I worked with him. I won't say his name. I'll call him Byron. And he was like, you like movies? And I said, yeah, I like movies. And he said, do you have any movies you want to see? And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I I, I have a couple movies I want to see. And then started listing the films at the local art house theater. <laughs> Nobody had ever heard of. Um, And we were in the break room. There were other people there. And he said, you want to go to the movies with me? Oh and God. I know. And I was like, oh, 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 I guess I'm. I guess I haven't ever talked about the fact that I'm gay here. So he doesn't know. And his friends are here and they're all slyly like looking at me. I don't want to embarrass him. So I said, yes. And then that was that was uh, that was my first mistake. He was a, such a nice guy. I had no idea I was gay. Uh, he didn't do anything wrong. It was just really awkward. <laughs> Did <laughs> you go? A, he was. Yeah, I went. I went. I picked him up. Um, we ended up, uh, we did not make it to the movie theater because, you know, circumstances, we were late. And, uh, we ended up just like at a park by my house eating a, a $5 hot and ready pizza. Uh, and he told me about, uh, he was asked what I like to do. I said, I like to read books. He told me he lit up at that. He absolutely lit up. And he was like, I have this book that I read in high school. I love it. It's my favorite book. And then proceeded to de describe Beowulf in great detail to me. And I was like, oh, I've read Beowulf. He was like, no, no, no. But hold on, let me tell you. So his mom's name is Grendel, right? <laughs> He's going through all of Beowulf. And I was just like, oh, boy. This is... Oh, my God. So wow. that was my date with a boy. Well, he was a man. A man. Was that I was your... a... Wait, so you said that was the first time you got asked on a date, yeah? That's what you mm -hmm. said, right? Mm-hmm. How, how old were you? Gosh. Uh... Was I like... 19 maybe mm. somewhere between 19 and 20 not yet old enough to drink but old enough uh you know that it wasn't like high school when when did you go on your first date that you wanted to go on oh that's a really great question i think it was uh right after that i asked a girl on a date um by the way the end of that story is i got a text while i was on that date with him uh that was like there's a gay party come uh, and I was like, hey, man, I got to go. Sorry, you and Beowulf got to get back home. Went to the greatest gay party of my life. It was great. It was awesome. <laughs> I loved it. Anyway, <laughs> um, 
my first my first date that I wanted to go on, I, I asked a girl um, on a date that I ended up dating um, in college, and she was absolutely lovely. Uh, and I asked her by we were at the printer at the college printer trying to print things out, and they were jamming. So I wrote her a poem and put her name on it in the printer queue and and made her and tried to make her print it. And she was like, I, I didn't send this to, and I was like, No, it's yours. Please print this page. And then that was my date question asking her up to a dance that is very romantic it may have been if if both the printer weren't jamming and she weren't like no i didn't this must be another she had a very common <laughs> name did 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 it work though it did worked a smooth as lumpy butter i am yes <laughs> smooth, smooth as butter with crumbs in it <laughs> wow how was this a person that you also knew was queer or is this like a yes, yes, yes? I did a sh- I did a shitty thing. It was absolutely my friend's ex because I didn't know. I was like, I, I I didn't know that that code that you're not supposed to do that. Well, what size community are we talking about though? Also, I think that's one thing that's like so challenging about. Yes, number one, you're not supposed to do that. But number two, it's like, <laughs> it's like, I don't know. There's four, There's of, four us of us sometimes. <laughs> yeah, we both. <laughs> Because sometimes there are truly four. Sometimes like, there's four. You got like you want to switch? Yeah, just yeah, switch? kind of, kind yeah. of. There's only so many configurations of Tetris we can do here. It's... Yeah, I do think that that can add a specific challenge. Oh <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> uh, wow! Uh, so that was your first relationship, you said? Yeah. Can I ask? Is it weird to be like, what was your first date? No, I don't think that's weird at all. Um, well, I mean. That you wanted to go on. It's like first romantic experience or first date. I I am like so, um, so I like had the stutter step of like not understanding what was going on with me prior mm-hmm. to meeting somebody. Like I met somebody and through that experience understood. So it's like messier than the vibe of a poem because <laughs> it's like, because <laughs> it was like, you know, the first like romantic experience I had. Actually, you know what? I bet I could I bet I could say that this was like the first date. So I was with my first like my college girlfriend and a messy start, messy start. But then mm-hmm. she was from um the Hudson River Valley in New York and I had never been in New York City, but but we were in school in Boston. So you could take How did we get there? I think you could I think we took a us maybe we maybe she drove us i don't know somehow we went to her mom's house oh with the you know it's like for some reason that was the easiest way to get to new york city like our first like our first date was going to go to new york city but but the way that we did that was that we went to her mom's house and spent the night at her mom's house and her mom absolutely <laughs> met me as a friend and then like woke up when like walked in in the morning we were like fully hugging and still asleep oh, um, <laughs> then anyway she closed the door we got clothes on and then we like hopped a commuter train um into manhattan and must have taken it to what's the train station you take a commuter train to anyway penn like i don't station? think it was i don't think it, yeah it was penn station yes okay yeah exactly so then <sighs> we like my wife will let me sleep here yeah, tonight because yeah. i answered that correctly yes we get out we like at Penn Station, which is already like a big giant train station. And then I think we took a subway 
to wherever the hell we were going. Um, and I, rem- I emerged with her, with my first girlfriend, like out of this subway. And it's, we were in, so we were in, we're somewhere in Manhattan. And the particular day that we were there was the like, it's, it's called like the, it's like, it was like the Highland parade or whatever. It's Scottish oh, yeah. people. It's yeah. like clans, clans, yeah, yeah. clans upon cl- many, many clans who are all, um, playing bagpipes. And we exited the train station into like the staging area for the parade. So what? there were like dozens what? of clans all warming up simultaneously. <laughs> and like, so I, ent- I like came out in Manhattan. That was my first time ever being in New York was just like the loudest and most conflicting bagpipe playing. <laughs> then we like almost get hit by a cab. You know what I mean? Like it just felt like a very what? perfect <laughs> entrance. Uh, but also I will say, so we like the whole point of going to New York, like, you know, you might wonder, were you um, there to see, okay, it's your first time in New York. Were you going to go to Times Square? Were you going to go to see a Broadway show? Were you going to like go to, you know, like see the Chelsea Hotel or like what, like what cool thing or like iconic place were you planning to visit? But what we were doing was we were going to the rice pudding store that is called Rice to Riches <laughs> that is also in the movie Hitch. <laughs> but my first girlfriend was like, if there's anywhere I'm going to take you, it is a rice pudding store. It's like near Little Italy. And that's where we went. We went to go get rice pudding. I, you know what? I, if you couldn't hear it, I absolutely spit all over everything <laughs> as soon as you got the pud for pudding. Um, because that's, that's very funny. <laughs> that's very specific. Yeah. Um, wow, wow, wow. Yep. That was, that was our first date. And I think we stayed the night at like, did we stay the night? We might have gone back and stayed the night a different time. We might have gone in, gotten rice pudding, and then, taken the train uh, well this has been so fun I, it's a true dream so uh we're almost at the end of an hour and i want to make sure that i ask you about your about a queero to shout out a queero uh which yeah. is a person place or thing that made you feel you could be who you are today yes um i think i'm going to shout out a friend of mine that i think has always um just done a really good job of um, being supportive um, and always making and always looking out for a lot of people and just being very welcoming. Uh, Her name is Nikki Levy. She hosts a show called Don't Tell My Mother. Um, And I know she has um, a special coming out for Audible that I'm actually on in June. Um, She doesn't know I'm doing this, so this isn't some weird cross promotion. But I do think that she has just done a really amazing job of fostering community um and uh that's a that's sometimes a hard thing to find so i'm absolutely shouting out nikki levy you can find her on twitter at at nikki with k's levy um and instagram and her show is called don't tell my mother and uh yeah she's wonderful i know nikki and i've done that show yeah yeah fun well thank you so much for being on today i can't wait to listen to your podcast because what STEM topics I didn't learn in high school. That's 
That's a large, that's a long list for me. Well, thank you for having me on the, my, uh, on this podcast. Uh, I was going to say on my vision board podcast, because <laughs> I did always want to be, I'm serious. I was like, I really oh. want to be on Clearly. So this oh, is that's really, really nice. Well, that makes me feel happy. Thank you. Yeah. Cool. Thank you.